Today, the British Parliament is at risk of burning down. Joe Biden cuts short his foreign tour, and Ukraine's Supreme Court chief is arrested amid a corruption probe. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Wednesday, the 17th of May, 2023. The British Parliament has a real and rising risk of being destroyed in a catastrophic event before the building is repaired and restored, according to a new report by the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee. The Victorian-era Palace of Westminster, which contains the House of Commons and House of Lords, is riddled with problems including asbestos, leaks, falling stonework and a constant risk of fire. This stark new report is just the latest in a series of warnings going back a few years that the building is in desperate need of restoration. The Public Accounts Committee, which is made up of a group of cross-party MPs, says that there's been decades of consensus about the need for major repairs, but that years of procrastination and debate has meant that progress is painfully slow. That's not to say that no work is being done. In fact, £2 million per week is being spent on patching up the palace, all while there is a growing list of health and safety incidents. While proper restoration and repairs would cost billions of pounds, delaying things further would be hugely costly to the taxpayer, and lack of action is not value for money, the new report says. Fire is perhaps the biggest risk to the palace. The committee report says there have been 44 fire incidents since 2016, and that fire wardens patrol around the clock. The report does go on to say that the building does not have robust systems to stop fire spreading, and while the clerks remain confident that the palace could be cleared to minimise the risk of human life, the building itself would be unlikely to be preserved. One of the big sticking points for MPs currently is the fact that while works are ongoing, they'll likely have to move and work elsewhere. This is obviously undesirable to most MPs, not least because different groups want Parliament to be housed in different places. Some argue that it would make most sense for Parliament to remain in London, as many institutions of state, such as key ministries and the judiciary, are here, as are many members of the civil service and the two main political parties. Others argue that this should be used as an opportunity to move Parliament to another part of the country. There were suggestions back when Boris Johnson was Prime Minister that Parliament could actually be moved up north to York. However, it's worth noting that the Queen Elizabeth II Centre and City Hall were also floated as potential candidates for Parliament. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. US President Joe Biden will cut short his upcoming tour of the Asia-Pacific in order to return to Washington for negotiations with Republican lawmakers over the debt ceiling. Biden is heading to Japan for G7 meetings and then planned to visit Papua New Guinea and Australia before heading home. But the change in plans means the two latter visits will no longer happen. The visit to Papua New Guinea would have been the first ever by a US president and was meant to help shore up the US position in the Pacific in light of China's increasing influence. The visit to Australia coincided with a meeting of the Quad. That's the US, Australia, India and Japan. But this meeting has now been scrapped due to Biden's absence. Biden's last-minute change in itinerary comes amid a showdown with Republicans and a rapidly approaching deadline, possibly the June the 1st, for the US to lift the debt ceiling. The debt ceiling is basically a limit on how much the government can borrow, and if it isn't raised, then the government would effectively run out of funds to cover its costs, and the US would default on its debts for the first time ever. 
Republicans, who control the House of Representatives, don't want to raise the ceiling unless Biden and the Democrats agree to cut spending, increase work requirements for those in poverty programs, and more. The White House called negotiations on Tuesday productive and direct. So that's what's been happening in the US today. Let's move and discuss what's been happening in Ukraine. The head of Ukraine's Supreme Court has been detained by prosecutors as part of an investigation into large-scale corruption at the country's top court. A chief justice and an unnamed lawyer are being held in connection with bribes worth nearly $3 million. The detained lawyer is alleged to have acted as an intermediary for a Ukraine iron oligarch who is accused of bribing officials to get them to rule in favour of one of their companies. Ukraine's anti-corruption bureau posted an image on Telegram and Facebook of stacks of US dollars and said that it had exposed large-scale corruption in the Supreme Court, namely a scheme for the leadership and judges of the Supreme Court to receive bribes. It's been described as the biggest ever case involving Ukraine's judiciary and comes amid an anti-corruption crackdown by the government in Kiev, which is aiming to bring Ukraine in line with the European Union's rule of law requirements. Meeting those conditions is necessary for Ukraine to join the bloc. If you want more content like this from TLDR, then make sure you check out Nebula, where each week we release a roundup of what's been happening in Westminster in our series, This Week in Parliament. In the last week, it seems that an argument's broken out in India over what's considered appropriate on the Delhi metro. This argument was sparked by an incident last week in which a woman was lying on a man's lap, kissing him. This was reported and the Delhi Metro Rail Company, or DMRC, issued a statement asking travellers to report any objectionable behaviour. With vague wording like that, it was inevitable that there would be a big disagreement about what's actually considered objectionable. At one end of the spectrum is masturbation, something that, it's generally agreed, is not acceptable. Last month, a man received a warning from the Delhi Commission for Women for performing this act on a Delhi Metro coach. At the other end of the spectrum is where things get a bit more tricky, though. Following the statement by the DMRC, a young woman was reported for resting her head on her partner's shoulder. Public displays of affection have a complicated history in India, where actors have previously been criticised for insulting Indian culture for something as simple as giving someone a peck on the cheek. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss a new way to treat depression. In a new study led by researchers from Stanford Medicine, it's been suggested that magnetic stimulation could treat severe depression by correcting the abnormal flow of brain signals. The same research paper also suggests that these backward streams of neural activity between key areas of the brain could be used as a biomarker for depression. While this is just one paper, it's a positive first finding for a new potential treatment for depression. That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because I sit down with Zach and discuss the UK's housing crisis in the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. 
All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.